0: Do you understand the ramifications that this case could have? It was supposed to be
1: a system that, that benefited all sides.
0: So here's the $64,000 question. COVID-19, in my opinion, is the meteorite that hit the earth.
1: It's headed to the Supreme Court in a bunch of different lanes. Tell
0: us about that. Welcome to Civilly Speaking with host Sean Harris. Civilly Speaking brings you interviews on practical and timely legal issues on the local and national level. We hope these stories inspire you and remind you of the impact we have as advocates for our clients. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Hello, and welcome to Civilly Speaking, OEJ's podcast for trial lawyers by trial lawyers. I'm your host, Sean Harris. Today, we're discussing data privacy what it is, how it's being legislated, and what it means for trial lawyers. Our guests today are Dr. Maureen Mahoney, Senior Policy Analyst with Consumer Reports, and Brad Ingram, OAJ's Director of Government Affairs. Thank you both for joining us here on Civilly Speaking. Before we get started, a quick sponsor message. Beacon Rehab specializes in providing information critical for today's cases of personal injury by offering integrated expertise. Beacon is an integrated, accomplished, and experienced nationwide one-stop damage expert. Contact Ron Smolarski at ron at beaconrehab.com. Brad, Marine, data privacy has become a bit of a hot topic recently with consumer data privacy laws being introduced in various states around the country. Maureen, what do we mean when we're talking about data? data privacy. That can be one of those kind of, you know, lofty words that uh, can mean different things. What does it mean in the consumer area?
1: Sure, so one of our main priorities at Consumer Reports is to establish baseline data privacy and security protections for consumers. That means that companies will be limited in the information that they can collect, use, and share about consumers and also that they have responsibilities Uh, to protect the data from hackers. I think that a lot of consumers assume that there are more protections than there are, and that many of them will be shocked to know that there's no federal law that requires companies to limit the data that they collect or who they share it with uh, or keep it secure. There are some protections in the health privacy arena, and financial privacy, but overall this is a highly underregulated space, even as companies are increasingly collecting and monetizing data.
0: And when you're talking about companies, that really spans across all areas. Era- I mean, we're talking healthcare, we're talking retail, obviously any anybody who's got a website.
1: Exactly. So companies like Google and Facebook, they obviously make most of their money by collecting and monetizing data, but there are a number of companies that are collecting data as well. And that's why it's so important for consumers to have some protections in this space.
0: You say that there's no kind of federal law or federal regulations. Is there a, a kind of a generally agreed upon best practices of what, what a data privacy, what pr- companies should be doing?
1: I think a lot of it is under debate, and we're seeing a lot of that play out in the fight over state privacy legislation. So since the federal government, Congress hasn't stepped in to establish these baseline protections with respect to privacy and security Uh, A number of states are beginning to step in, first with California in 2018, adopting the California Consumer Privacy Act. And following that, a number of other states have looked into or considered similar legislation. Um, But some of these bills are much better than others. You also see an effort, uh, particularly from industry, to um, propose weaker legislation that might lower the standard for protections.
0: Is the California statute uh, tend to be more consumer-friendly?
1: Well, it's tricky. I mean, essentially, the CCPA was compromise legislation. Um, It originated as a ballot initiative uh, that was a bit stronger than what you see in law in California now, Um, but the proponents and industry and key legislators worked out a deal to adopt compromise legislation to forestall a stronger ballot initiative. So it doesn't go far enough in terms of what privacy advocates would like to see, but industry thinks it's too strong as well. So I think this lack of consensus is also you know, partially why you're seeing these uh, battles across the country over privacy legislation.
0: And we're talking about the, the states and we're seeing different legislation uh, introduced around the country. Let me bring in Brad Ingram here. Brad,
2: where do things stand in Ohio? So, Ohio is currently debating House Bill 376, um, the Ohio Data Privacy Protection Act. Um, and this bill is intended to... Give consumers the opportunity to request uh, what companies have, what kind of data they have about the consumer. Also uh, allows a customer or a, a citizen to ask the company to delete their information. Some call this kind of a, a right to be forgotten. But we also, or at least OAJ, is fighting to ensure that when those rights are infringed upon, when a company decides, I don't want to delete your data, that that those damages are able to be uh, fought for that, um, frankly, the big tech doesn't have an opportunity to take your Seventh Amendment right away.
0: Maureen, have you seen in any other states this idea of uh, when there's a breach, when there's a data that's been hacked or released, um, the ability for a consumer to... Uh, file a lawsuit and try and hold the hold the company accountable.
1: Yes, actually, one of the strongest provisions in the California Consumer Privacy Act is that there is a provision that in the case of a negligent data breach, if it can be shown that the company didn't use reasonable security protections um to keep hackers from accessing that data. There is a strong private right of action so that consumers can hold companies accountable for violating their rights in that respect. Um, And that can really help incentivize companies to comply. Um, Obviously legislation like this is necessary because of the increasing number of data breaches that we've seen across the United States.
2: Yeah, Sean. I, I do like to separate a little bit data breaches from data privacy. And I, I I don't know as much about the data breach legislation, at least in Ohio, this passed a few years ago. Um, but as far as data privacy, I think this is a way to ensure that only those who are authorized to look at your data are looking at it and that it's deleted when you ask it to be deleted. It's um, shown to you when you want to know what they are, what kind of information they have about you? So it's, it's, it's really about the personal and consumers taking ownership, for lack of a better word, um, and responsibility and understanding of what kind of data is out there about yourself. Because you'll probably tell Google a lot of things that you won't even tell your spouse. Um, what what does this mole look like? <laughs> or is this is this cancerous? And you may not have even shared that with your doctor yet. Um, but you want to know information. And, and that personal information can be very interesting and uh, lucrative or personally compromising. There's a, a, I, I just recently read an article about a, a father who found out his daughter was pregnant because he started noticing all of the baby-related ads they were getting. Do you want? Do you want your family to know about your pregnancy or about your um, health or your new interests by finding another ad? Because you share an iPad or because um, you get direct coupons for a certain store.
1: But that's a really good point. These are related. These concepts are related in some way. Privacy and security. I mean, you can't have privacy unless that data is secure and protected from hackers. But The legislation that we're discussing today, I think it's really important because it puts limits um, on what companies can do with your data. That's the goal of such legislation. Um, Although many of the bills that we've seen, including in Ohio, I think they should go a lot further in protecting consumers.
0: Well, I know so much of what we try to do as trial lawyers in a in a red state like Ohio is messaging to uh, conservative legislators, and if we think of data, your personal data, as property, one would think that you should be able to control or direct how your own property is used, forgotten.
2: Yeah, the property concept is pretty controversial in the data world, in the tech world, and and that's that's okay. We this is the the point of legislation is often to debate these these important topics. What we want to make sure the legislature knows, especially this Ohio's legislature, is that we should have a full debate about it. We should we should talk about what it means to to either share your data as as a product or are you the product? Um, And I think that's an important concept for us to discuss in this legislation. The legislation was being pushed rather quickly. It has slowed down a little bit since before Christmas. Uh, We continue to have great conversations and important conversations with the sponsors of the bill and legislative leaders, um, including conservative and liberal uh, members of the Ohio House. This is not an issue that is cleanly Republican, Democrat, conservative, or liberal. Privacy data ownership, um, data breaches and hacking and liability, all of those questions are are, are really significant and and they don't cleanly fall into any bucket.
1: Yeah, I think what we can agree on is that big tech, Google, Facebook, Amazon have too much power, uh, and it's important to rein them in. And getting those data privacy protections in place um, can help address a lot of these problems, not only with respect to privacy, um, you know, but antitrust, platform accountability, and things like that. But we just want to make sure that the provisions of the bill actually achieve um, these stated goals. And then with respect to Ownership, Um, you're right, that is a controversial issue within the data privacy world. I think my concern with thinking about data as privacy is I don't want there to be a situation in which consumers might feel compelled to give up privacy rights so they could have um, a, a cheaper product or service. I think that privacy is a right and I'd be worried that if consumers are charged for privacy, that would be something that you know maybe low-income consumers wouldn't be able to enjoy.
2: Yeah, I mean, one one piece of this bill is when you ask your data to be deleted, um, the company can ask you to verify your identity, and sometimes even charge you the cost of deleting it. That's that's really concerning, right? It, it's it's information about you that. You now don't want people to know about you. Why should there be a cost for someone hitting the delete button?
1: Exactly, and um, you know many of the protections in this bill um, have to do with the opt out of the sale of your information to third parties. I think that's one of the key protections, and it should be really easy for consumers to do. There shouldn't be a lot of barriers to them doing that um, and being charged for doing that would be one of those barriers. Um, You know, I think that it should be stronger. I don't think that companies should be selling your data in the first place, but if there is going to be an opt out of sale, it should be really easy for consumers to exercise.
0: Brad, uh, are there any uh, uh, cases or settlements in the data privacy world that uh,
2: are notable? Yeah, because California's law has, has existed for so long, um, There's getting to be an understanding of what the expectations are through it. Um, Recently, there was a um, class action suit that Zoom settled. Um, Though they did not admit liability in the settlement, um, there was an understanding that certain customers' um, data was improperly released or sold to a third party. Um, TikTok has a very, very similar case. Um, and in fact, in Massachusetts, I just read about a case uh, where a hospital was collecting cookies and pixels from people who visited their website and to understand, well, who is on our website and what are we doing with that? And then sadly, in some cases, selling that that information. And so how third parties and other people um, or other companies are obtaining this data sometimes is done... Very legally, but covertly.
0: Maureen, if you, uh, if the, uh, in a perfect world, if uh, you got to draft a, a piece of uh, data privacy legislation, what would it look like?
1: Sure. So we have published a model bill that outlines what we'd like to see in privacy legislation. And just top line, uh, I think our main priority is that consumer privacy should be protected by default. There are, A lot of debates over whether legislation should be opt-in or opt-out. We strongly feel that consumers should be able to surf the internet or use an app safely without having to take any action by a strong data minimization requirement that limits what companies can collect, use, and share to what's reasonably necessary to provide the service that's requested by the consumer. I know that in California, consumers are seeing a lot of pop-ups that they don't know how to deal with. And we've also found that opt-outs can be really difficult for consumers to navigate. Uh, Sometimes consumers are asked to download a separate app just to opt out of one company. If you had to do that hundreds or thousands of times, I don't see how that's scalable for consumers. I
2: have a hard enough time opting out of emails.
1: (laughs) Exactly. So... We think that the onus should be on companies to limit what they can do rather than putting it all on the consumer to read these incomprehensible privacy policies um, that nobody reads. Anyway, even I don't, and it's my job to do these things. Um, we also think there should be strong definitions and provisions to make sure that targeted advertising is ranked in, something we've seen a lot of these state bills is weak definitions that allow a lot of loopholes that could let companies continue to share information to other companies to target ads to you, even after you've opted out. That's been one of the most frustrating things that we've seen. And then strong enforcement is really essential to incentivize companies to comply. I mean, part of why we've seen so many companies ignoring the CCPA or other legislation with respect to targeted advertising is because enforcement is really weak and companies aren't worried that they're going to be held accountable in any way. So that's why a private right of action uh, is really important for us.
0: It's almost like that's the way they want it without enforcement.
1: Exactly. It's really frustrating to see legislation without enforcement. If these rules are essentially voluntary, I don't see the point of doing it.
2: Yeah. In Ohio's bill, they um, prohibit a private right of action in any class action um, lawsuits. They give full authority or sole authority to enforcing the bill with the Ohio Attorney General. And and they have allowed him to spend up to $250,000 on these suits, which... Sounds like a lot of money to um, Bob and Betty Buckeye, but when you're going up against Facebook, Microsoft, uh, TikTok, or literally any company over twenty five million dollars uh, in revenue, um, that's that's they've got attorneys for that. Um, and so we're really trying to push for alternatives or, or or new ideas on how to to allow someone to invoke their own Seventh Amendment rights rather than rely on big government to do it. And it, I'll, I'll say one last thing about this that I, I think is really awkward is that you know having state laws and be different in California versus Ohio versus Virginia, it kind of defeats this whole notion of an internet of all things, right. I don't know if Facebook has a headquarters or even employees in Ohio, but for them to have to figure out that I'm in Ohio and follow Ohio's laws and then to figure out that my cousin is in New Jersey and so and so. And there are different laws all over the place. I mean, it, it speaks to what um, Dr. Mahoney said about the kind of failure of Congress and the federal government to enact something um, that would be uh, better akin to this economy.
0: By the way, we've talked about the states. Is there any prospects for a Federal solution at this point out there?
1: Much of my focus has been on the state level. So far, it doesn't look likely that Congress is going to step in anytime soon. They've been talking about data privacy legislation for the past 20 years, and we still I haven't seen anything cross the finish line yet. So that's why, as a privacy advocate, I do think it's promising that the states are taking the lead and stepping in, even though I would like them to uh, adopt stronger legislation. Um, The FTC has been talking about issuing regulations uh, to rein in data privacy, um, but that could potentially take a really long
2: time. Yeah, the federal debate is a lot about Section 230 of. federal law that basically immunizes companies for what's posted on their site. Um, and so this debate about deplatforming platforming or what's allowed to be posted on Facebook or how Facebook or Twitter's um, analytics direct or misdirect or hide uh, public voices is a fascinating conversation and something that feels like it's taking up the airwaves of, of significant legislation
1: like data privacy.
0: For all our listeners out there, if you haven't watched The Social Dilemma uh, on Netflix, when we're talking about data being your property versus you being the product, um, that movie really drives home that certainly with social media apps, um, they, they want you. You are the product. You are what's being sold. Uh, and they want your eyeballs on the screen at all costs, and they know how to manipulate and make that happen. Check that. Check that out, Maureen Brad. Thank you very much for joining us here today on Civilly Speaking, uh, and thanks to all our listeners. If you like our podcast, be sure to subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, not on TikTok. We are not TikToking, and we'll see you here on the next episode of Civilly Speaking.